This podcast is brought to you by GG Poker. GG Poker won huge tournaments and hold the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament. As the world's biggest online poker room, GG Poker are making poker fun again. GG Poker offers exciting game formats and software features that aren't available anywhere else. So why play anywhere else? Plus, if you're new to GG Poker, get £60 free play when you make your first deposit of £10 or more. Players must be 18 plus. Full terms and conditions apply. Please see ggpoker.co.uk for details. BeGambleAware.org. Please play responsibly. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Have you ever just thought to yourself, why me? Why is life so unfair? What do other people see? When they watch me walk by, when I catch my reflection, people run like I have a contagious infection. But it's not my mental health. I know that can be crushing. I'm talking about plaque psoriasis. Bet you didn't see that coming. I'm sick of the judgment, the discomfort and itching Vitama Cream is the once daily steroid-free treatment I know I've been missing. Vitama Tepinarov Cream 1% is a prescription topical treatment for adults with plaque psoriasis. Do not use if you're allergic to Vitama Cream. The most common side effects of Vitama Cream include red raised bumps around the hair pores, pain or swelling in the nose and throat, skin rash or irritation, including itching and redness, peeling, burning or stinging, headache, itching and flu. Tell your doctor about all the medicines you take and if you're pregnant or plan to be. Ask your doctor if Vitama Cream is right for you. You deserve more from your topical. To learn more, visit topicaluprising.com. Bulletin. As you can see, I'm not Paul John Dykes, but we still do have JP Mason. So the PGA JP combination is broken today, but 
Um, hopefully I'll be able to hold the fort as well as Paul John Wood here on a Thursday afternoon. JP, we always start with the kit that's behind you. That is a classic number. Is that the 2004-05 kit? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, I um, first, first person that jumps into my head that I remember seeing in that kit is probably Juninho. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hard, hardly the, uh, the the best number seven that's ever been at Celtic. Uh, what a weird signing that was, eh? I, I have to say I was never overly enthused about that, even before he signed it. I, I just... It was one of those ones where you just thought, I don't think we're getting this guy at the right time, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the ship had kind of sailed at that point and it, and it proved to be the case. I don't even know. I couldn't tell you what Janino did after Celtic. I have no idea where he I went. I have a feeling he went back to Middlesbrough, but I'm not Maybe. 100% sure on that. I'll need to double check. I'll, I'll check whilst everybody's coming in and telling me I'm wrong. But um, yeah, I think he might have went back to, to Middlesbrough. And then that was also the season we signed on Rui Camara as Henry mm-hmm. Larson's replacement. And that was literally replacing gold with something that you could buy out of the pawn shop. Yeah. Uh, again, what did he do after Celtic as well? I, I, it's one of, the, one of these things, you know, when players come in and then you're really into them when they're in the Celtic shirt and then you kind of sort of pay little attention to what they do after they've left. Although I have, in saying that, maybe it's a a more mature obsession with the club and the players, but I've been looking in to see how the loan players are doing because, I mean, essentially they are still our players at the moment, like mm-hmm. Sir Paul Crowley and Barkas. And, um, did you see the clip of Barkas uh, keeping a clean sheet? I was going to speak about that later on, yeah. I felt as if that was CGI'd, but we'll, we'll touch on that. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Um, nah, uh, I just... Uh, I like the green on that shirt. It's a very different green to other... I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like that in the camera, but it's a very different green to a lot of other Celtic home tops um, throughout the years. I, so I, I'm I, just I, quickly looking up. So Janino went to Palermas after right. he left Celtic. 60-odd appearances and 20-odd goals. Um, yeah. So Henri Camara went out on loan to Southampton, then signed for Wigan, went on loan to West Ham. Stoke City, Sheffield United, went to Greece, had a spell there, went to Cyprus, had a spell there. Wow. Yeah. He, he's one of those ones that's got maybe 15 to 20 clubs. In fact, he'd be one of those ones that would be fantastic. See, for the guest, the player from the Wikipedia, could you? Yeah. He would be fantastic for that one because a spell from 1998 to 2018, over 400 games, you wouldn't have thought that of somebody like he must him. Have, he must have had a good agent then because that's a lot of moves. It's up there with Colin Kazim Richards' agent. Yeah, but there's a lot of moves and a lot of potential signing on fees as well, you know, every time you're moving to a club. Um, fair play to him. I, did, I had no idea what he did post-Celtic, but um didn't really do that much while he was at Celtic, though, did he? I mean, there was a lot expected of him, and he was never going to get anywhere near the guy that he was brought in to replace. Absolutely. Um, which, which definitely... You know, in terms of current chat around um, guys like Jack and Marcus, you know, there's this this article that was uh, penned. Well, we'll touch on that. We oh, we'll touch, touch on that, that as well, right? We'll yeah, touch wait. on that. We'll wait for that then. Um, I, I don't don't steal all the, the thunder too quick, JP. I know. <laughs> I know. We've usually, usually we take up the first ten minutes with music chat, but I know I'm not up to your level, so. Well, that's that's why Paul's not here because he's away to the venue for. Um, for the gig tonight uh, to Correct. get set up. So uh, I don't know how much more plug-in that needs because it's, 
that's virtually sold out. I mean, I saw there was like what seventeen tickets left for it. So, um, really, really cool. I've never been to the. I'm I'm going tonight. I've never been to the venue before. Doctor Bell's Baths. Uh, don't even really know where it is. I know it's in Leith somewhere, but um, there'll, there'll definitely be a lot of people there and a lot of bands. So, and it's yeah. a late one as well. Here, there's a DJ set on to two in the morning. So, um, make sure you get next day off work. I, I'll be on the train back to Glasgow for, <laughs> for sure. Well, it's not just myself and JP that's here today. It's all of you guys and girls that are watching on YouTube. Starting with Feed the Bear afternoon, Axom and chat. I hope you're all well. Hail, hail. Keith Oden, he's always in all the way from Plymouth. Um, great to see where you're all coming from, especially Dale saying that he's from the People's Republic of Free Inverness. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of republics going through Scotland at the minute, I'm sure. Um, just a, a warm welcome to everyone who is joining us. Lanky67 here. Good afternoon all. Not staying for long, getting my stuff organised for work this weekend, away for 12 days. Well, I hope you're able to catch up on the shows whilst you're away, Lanky. Um, everybody else here, Monty, afternoon, Colin and Jürgen. Jürgen, you've got a lot of explaining to do. You've done me a coupon this weekend. Uh, yeah, and we've got finally here Kevin Graham, who will also be at the event, I believe, tonight. Um, so if you are going along to that, enjoy. Now, let's look at the tagline, which is why Ange's We Never Stop Mancha spells further transfer activity. And this comes off the back of reports emanating from Sweden and Russia that Celtic have now agreed a fee with Ruben Kazan for the signing of left winger Saeed Haksabanovic. Have I kind of murdered that? Or is that a- no, no, right, eh? Haksabanovic is a 23-year-old Montenegrin international. He currently plays for Ruben Kazan. Um, obviously, everyone's aware of what's happening over in that region of the world just now. Um he is somebody that has been on Celtic's radar for a while. Um, I first heard of this, JP, about two, three weeks ago. Um, and I was told at the time that Celtic were looking for a loan deal with the option to buy. Um, and I believe that's what's been reported in the Daily Record today. Um, but from what we're hearing from um, reporters in Russia, uh, it looks as if Celtic have been told that they couldn't get the loan deal but have agreed a fee for this player it's believed to be a lot less than the 6.5 million euros that Ruben Kazan had paid we don't know exactly what the figure is just now but for someone with 19 caps sorry 18 caps for the country at 23 years old I think that's not a bad pick up here JP yeah, I mean, I just briefly looked into it when I saw some chat about it last night that he's a left-sided player but can also play through the middle Apparently, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's definitely clear the manager likes to have players that are interchangeable in the system. You know, Jota and Maeda swapping wings, um, Forrest capable of playing uh, both both sides, and you know, this is someone else coming in to provide competition. Which I think, you know, just picking up this sort of feeling from people you speak to, other Celtic fans, you, you know, the two. Positions that you would want filled. Can I just know? can I just stop you here? Normally, people would say that's Greenock where those sirens are coming no, from. But yeah. I can convince you it's Glasgow this time. So I it's know. not just Greenock where these sirens go off. It's not just me. <laughs> no, it's it's the hundred percent here, and they do go off regularly. I'm normally, if I'm not talking uh, uh, and I hear one coming, I mute my microphone just to uh, avoid it. But I was in 
I was in mid-flight there, so um, aye, but just, uh, you know, you're speaking to people, you know, fellow fans, friends and stuff you see on Twitter as well, you know, the, 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 the profile or the position that you would want um, or people want additional bodies in the door are, you know, um, left, left or right wing and... Um, well, I think we're I think we're quite covered in defence now. I think everybody's quite confident at the at this point in time of of what we've got in the centre of defence. So I think it would be you know midfield if McCarthy was to go as he's probably likely to go. You would have thought it would be midfield and on on the wing that you'd want um, further backup brought in. So obviously this guy's been scouted for a while. Like you said, I think. I think I read somewhere that we were linked with them like a year ago, maybe mm-hmm. as well. I know you yep. said like a couple of weeks there was a chat the loan deal, but there was maybe there's another one. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was a chat like a week, a year ago or whatever. So he's obviously been in the mix to become a Celtic player for some time, and you know that's always a good thing because how many times before have we complained about? Um, knee-jerk signings or signing people for the sake of it mm. or, you know, a, an agent just picking up the phone and saying, oh, I've got this guy, you know, what about him? You know, it's it's good to know that it's somebody that has been watched for a while and, you know, Ange Postacoglu is pretty, obviously pretty confident about him fitting into the system, you know, seamlessly um, if he's going to come in at this stage. Yeah, and it's, it's someone who has been on the radar of a lot of clubs for um, quite a long time. At 15, he made his debut in the um, the Swedish top league, um, which means that he was the second youngest player to make his debut there. He had trials in 2015 with Manchester United, with Liverpool, with Chelsea and with Aston Villa. He then joined West Ham in 2017 for a fee of £2.7 million. Um, he ended up back in the Swedish league um, at North North Coping, so many terrible pronunciations I'm going to have today. That's all right. That's good. From but from there, he made the the move to Ruben Kazan for six point five million euros, and he was last at Dungarden, um for the last couple of months of the season due to what's happening with the the conflict um, in Russia or the invasion, as it should say. Um, at the minute, so there is no Russian league, they've not been able to play any sort of football, uh, there's no money coming in, stuff like that the players were given the chance to, to leave their clubs um, I think under this one though, they're, on, they're only allowed to leave for a certain period of time, otherwise you've then got to pay a fee, which mm-hmm. I think is quite interesting depending on how long you'd left on your contract and that's what really suited Jordan Larson when he moved to Schalke um, but has ha- Sabanovic, sorry, um, still had something like four years left on his deal mm. at Ruben Kazan, so I believe that's why Celtic have to, to pay a fee. Um, but when you look at it, we're, we're talking about he's a, a left-sided player, can play across the three. If I look at the depth on the left-hand side as it stands at the minute, you would say that Maeda is the first choice out there just now. Then Jota can play there, and then you've got Mikey Johnson. Am I missing anybody there? I don't think so. Abada? I'd say Abada's more a right-hand-sided player. Yeah, I, 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 I'm now, I'm now doubting myself as to where Abada actually plays in the team when he comes on. Uh, mm. Who does he come on for usually? 
comes up. Usually it does come on for Maeda, but then the, the two wingers switch. Yeah. Um, so then you're looking at the right-hand side with Jota being the first choice, um, potentially, uh, Abada and Forrest. Now, I think on the right-hand side, you're looking at those three being going to be players that are there for the next season, at the very least, obviously, with Forrest New Deal, Abada coming into form and Jota being absolutely outstanding at the moment. Mm. We spoke about Mikey Johnson potentially going out on loan. Um, and I think it is pretty clear that with Ange Postacoglu's sort of words and what he's saying, that that's exactly where he wants to go. Um, mm. So he'd be out on loan, which means you're sitting there with Maeda and Jota. Now, if the two of them are playing, that means you've only got one player on the left-hand side in Maeda. So mm. I think the left-wing position is some is a position where we do need to strengthen. And if you can bring someone in like this, I mean, you never know, they could maybe hit the ground running the same way that Abada did and can prove his worth after a couple of months. Well, I mean, he certainly seems keen to come from the reports that I've read online. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, you know, obviously it's just media chat and what whatnot, but you see things like a oh, player keen on move and all the rest of it. I mean, how how could he not be? I mean, there's a lot of Champions League football, you know, playing attacking football, which is obviously his, you know, forty. You know, I, I, if I was in his position, I would be. I, you know, regardless of my allegiances to Celtic, I would certainly be keen to. Is a we're an attractive prospect, you know. Whether, however, you want to dress it up, you know. Yes, the Scottish League isn't the most exciting league in the world to play in, but Celtic as a club, you know, are definitely an exciting prospect. And I'm sure if he was in any way pals with Carol Starfelt, he only needs to pick up the phone or drop him a text and be like, "What like is it?" I mean, you, you, mm-hmm. Matt O'Reilly, Matt O'Reilly sold Celtic to Moritz Jens, and you know, Jens has come in and clearly is absolutely loving life. And but well, I would say as well. If uh, Haksavanovic went on trial at Man United and didn't get in there, then he's can count himself fortunate that he's not caught up in, in in that particular mess at the moment. But that's that's a whole other podcast, isn't it? Uh, the, the the state of Manchester United podcast, I'm sure, will launch very soon. You know, <laughs> I was, I've I've not managed to start watching the um, All or Nothing, uh, the Arsenal one, but I've heard it's yeah. very good, and I've heard there's a lot of sort of meme moments in it um, yeah. but I could just imagine what it would have been like to sort of record anything from Manchester United over the last couple of seasons that would right. have been absolute gold dust it um, may explain a bit as to what, what's you know not happening there you know because there's clearly huge huge problems and it's you know worst start ever I think in a league campaign or since mm-hmm. you know I don't know, the fifties, if not before then, um shipping like so many goals. Like the defence is horrendous. Absolutely yep. horrendous. But anyway, Haksabanovic has has dodged a bullet there and uh, can can hopefully come to Celtic and, and you know, pick up his career, you know, which from what you read out seems to be quite a promising start to his career with his caps and his appearances so far and you know, a club shelling out six and a half million quid for him, you know. I mean, I know transfer fees don't indicate immediate, you know, uh, success, mm. as we've seen many times in, in recent seasons. But, you know, it's always a good indication that 
there's a player there that can be de- developed under the right coach. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you've seen the development of players like Greg Taylor and Anthony Ralston over the last 12 months. Um, mm. I think even Jota this season looks as if he's stepped up another level and that was with a full pre-season under him. Um, so, yeah, what if we can get... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This player in um, side, Hak Zabanovic, um, on a kind of cheap deal, then you never know, it could be one of those ones that in two, three years' time we're talking about him going for 10, 15 million pounds and it, it just sort of continues the, the cycle of Celtic transfers and that's it's kind of just the way it goes at the moment. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, there's... there's... There's numerous examples. I mean, you, God, you look at Frimpong. I mean, I, I genuinely didn't think Frimpong was that good. You know, I, I wasn't convinced by him. I thought it was quite remarkable that he went for the fee that he's, that he's went they went for. Um, and now there's chat of Barcelona being. I mean, obviously, yep. the Barcelona question over finances again is another podcast in itself. But the simple fact is that. If your name's been linked to Barcelona, apparently he's on a, a five-player shortlist for the for the, for Barcelona. So I mean, that's immediately making me eat my words, and also would provide a further um, sell-on because there was a sell-on included in the clause, I think, from what I've read, um, for Frimpong's next move. So we could end up getting something like I don't know, fifteen. If you add it all in, fifteen to twenty million for Frimpong, who we paid. What? How did, what did we pay for him from Man City? Like five hundred thousand pounds. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 pretty good going. If you have you have to you know you have to tip the cap to the 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 men in charge for that because that's a hell of a, a hell of a transfer turnaround. I think when you look at it though, if I could pick him a team to go to right now to guarantee that you would get that payment, I don't mm-hmm. know if I would choose Barcelona. I know, I know. We'd be waiting. We'd be waiting a while for our dividend. I, I, I mean, I feel as if that it's probably Provi checks that they're paying their transfer fees in at the minute. It's so. weird, isn't it? It's so weird. Like it's just it's, it's murky, and I I I always had a, a fondness for Barcelona, but I, the whole Spotify sponsorship thing, you know, and th- this this new development with our with our player registrations and going out and closing money on new players and then not being able to pay for them or potentially not being able to pay for them. I don't know. It just it's it's pretty dark. It's not it's not really what I think of when I think of Barcelona. You think of it more of a, a people's club and, you know, self sustained and all the rest of it and it's just gone the complete opposite directions. It's uh, it's heading more towards Real Madrid territory at the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Trying to assemble Galacticos or whatever, and 
I don't know. It's 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 a strange one, but you're right. I don't think I don't think we could be uh, we'd be we'd be waiting a bit long for our for our dividend if if they does go to Barcelona. Speaking about people that are panicking, Kevin Graham's into here. I'm completely stuffed with that lad's name. My brain is already smoking at the thought of it. Well, you see, someone came in earlier on, uh, Michael McDonald, and he just says, we called one of the Polish lads Shuggy a while ago. It saves time and money on the shirt. So here's one for a competition. There's no prize, but a wee competition in the chat. Give us a nickname for Saeed Haksabanovic. So we call, obviously called uh, Jonas Advalson Shuggy. What would you call Saeed Haksabanovic? We'll bring the best ones up later on. Um, look, if he does come... It does show that we are looking at still strengthening the squad between now and the end of this window. We've only got, what, 13, 14 days to go. Um, If that is the sort of left-hand side of the park dealt with, and I believe that might be the the case, where else do you see us strengthening before the window closes? Well, the Ross Barkley thing seems to have been put to bed a bit, you know, I, I, I don't think there was ever anything much in that, to be perfectly no, honest. No, no. I mean, it's, they definitely picked up a lot of traction on sites and things like that. But I mean, so does many things, I suppose. But um, I, I don't really know. I was of the mind that if Ross Barkley was coming in, then that certainly meant that James McCarthy was going to be going out the way, just because there's there's, there's so much competition in that midfield. You've got. Um, a lot of players there, and you know all of them vying for for three spots. One of which is nailed on, um, and you could argue really that this two of them are nailed on, and and, and Matt O'Reilly, you know, because I, I think he's only going to get better. Um, he's going to be disappointed with his finishing on on Sunday. I think he probably should have got at least a goal um, on Sunday at Kilmarnock, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I th- I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy with the defence in terms of the competition for centre halves. You know, Stephen Welsh proved that has proved that he can that he can be an able um, deputy. Um, Jens has come in, goals aside, has looked reasonably good in defence. Mm-hmm. Not been massively tested yet though, which is, you know, obviously. If he is playing on Sunday, which he's likely to be, I would have thought, mm-hmm. um, he'll be up against a better uh, quality of striker and, and, you know, the likes of Shankland and Boyce. Well, um, I, just sorry to interrupt you. I just think he, he did have a bit of a, a challenge on Sunday. I mean, he, he had the absolute brute up front that is Kyle Lafferty, who mm. doesn't seem to be able to jump without raising his elbows. And yeah. um, I think I've he handled that, that really well. Anyway. I've not seen that back. See the incident when when Jens was down mm-hmm. um, over at the near the I guess it was near the dugout. Um, it was on the touchline for the, the, the dugout. Yeah, yeah. I, I've not seen that incident back. Did he did he elbow him? Did he kick him? Like what? Do you know? I've, what I've not had the chance to see it back myself. When I was at the ground, I did think that he caught him. Everyone um, said that he'd caught him, and you're like, well, why is he staying down? What's the point in you know feigning injury at this point in the game? You think he'd just get back up, but you know, certainly when they put it past Lafferty to have you know had a had a fly one at him, because um, he's, I mean, 
that guy, I, I absolutely cannot stand that guy. Really, like, just remember him scoring against us at Tynecastle, and he ran right up to the away support and just went like that, just smug as you like with it, with it, and just saw stuff raining down on him like cups and everything else. But hopefully, nothing uh, too um, heavy duty. But um, he was asking for pies and cups to come at him, if you ask me, um, with that celebration. Um, don't like guy at all, never have. And, you know, just hark back to the Mulgrew incident as well, where he feigned the headbutt against Mulgrew when Mulgrew mm-hmm. was at Aberdeen. Despicable behaviour. I don't wouldn't condone that in a in a Celtic jersey either if it was a, was a, a boot. All right, there you go. Yeah, so it looks as if just by the comments it's coming in. I've not watched the game back, but it does look as if he's he's booted them in the the tangerines. Yeah. I well I mean I guess he did it obviously it was a physical tussle rather than, you know, playing against anybody with any real, you know, threat of you know, scoring really. I mean I, I laugh he ballooned one over the bar, had a team shot, otherwise was responsible for losing them two goals, I would you would say, because of his you know, marking. So yeah, I mean I, I know what you mean, it was a, a in, in the same sense as, you know, you come up against sort of bully strikers like at Livingston, you know, when Julian came up against mm-hmm. uh, Dykes or whatever, you know, obviously Dykes has gone on to do all right in his career and earn a big move. But, you know, I, I think it's a different kettle of fish playing against, I mean, Sh- Shankland's a good a good striker. The Hearts have done well to get him, um, you know, back in Scotland. Um I believe he's a Hearts fan from from from, mm-hmm. uh, from being a boy. Um, mm-hmm. So you've got that extra sort of uh, motivation for him to do well. I'm sure he'll want to do well against Celtic, um, and you'll be looking for you'll be looking for deficiencies in our defence. So hopefully, Jens can stand up to that on, on Sunday. Um, but yeah, the defence is not something I'm overly kind of like going. Oh, we're not in a good place here because. You know, we've, our first two choices are Starfelt and Carter Vickers, and I'm sure in the fullness of time, Starfelt will will pick his place back up. Um, we seem to be okay at left and right back, um, and you know, up top, I, I, I you know, I've seen I've seen a few people saying we should be going for another striker, but where is that striker going to get a sniff? See, this know? this is where probably I would say if there was one more signing to make, I would probably make a striker. And the reason that I would do that is I just think that with one injury, you're starting to look a bit lightweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you tell, look at, say, like Kyogo started on uh, Sunday and put in a really good shift. Jack Amakis comes off the bench and there's no dropping standard there. None at all. I mean, you see what happened um, when the, the, the cross came over and obviously fantastic um, over nutmeg uh, from uh, Jack and Marcus on on Sunday, but then I just think if the game isn't going for one of the strikers and you've only got the one, I don't know if you can turn to someone like Johnny Kenny just now. I don't mm. know if you can turn to maybe someone like Leela Bada to play through the middle again. I, I do think that we could probably be doing with a young, probably Premiership striker to come up whether it be someone who's just looking to get a bit of game time, looking to get out on loan, um, someone who may eventually replace Kyogo and Jack and Marcus, and we'll get to the Jack and Marcus article very shortly. Um, it's just having that 
extra depth because we can. It's not a case of, like, it's absolutely needed. But when you mm. look at the amount of games we're going to play this season, we're going to be playing, what, 60-plus games this season. We've mm. got the revenue coming in um, from the Champions League. We've got the revenue coming in from the season tickets. The budget is there. Instead of just trying to, yeah, we'll, we'll, we might have enough, just be just be sure. I just think I think if if a, yeti, if a yeti was to go, then definitely a hundred. I, I think he'll leave. I definitely think he'll leave before the. Well, if he was to leave, then I would I would say absolutely. You know, if we're freeing up his wages, um, then you know, look at a cheaper option than a yeti because a yeti's got to be on. If it was bought for five million, somewhere between fifteen twenty grand a week, maybe more. I've heard <laughs> that he's on twenty five a week. I mean that to be to be paying out that money for someone that isn't contributing, hasn't really contributed, and doesn't look like they're going to contribute is is quite is, is in this climate as well is is sickening. You know, like no 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 ill uh, ill thoughts to the guy or anything like that. You know, he's 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 got he's earned he's, he's earned a move. We've paid the money. His agents negotiated the deal. He just hasn't he came in at a really really bad time as did Barkas obviously as did Shane Duffy and you know these guys you know weren't privy to what Celtic is really like mm-hmm. um, at, the, at, at, the, at the start of their Celtic careers that was it was a really weird weird time um, I was just actually talking about it with a, a taxi driver there as a Celtic fan and we were just sort of looking back at that time going how brutal was it to not be able to go to the games and everything else? So and that's only this recent past as well. And he's a legacy of that time. Um, and it's clear that he needs a move to, you know, get going again somewhere else. At what level, I don't know. But if we could get the money freed up for him, then obviously that's he's in that position. So then you're, you're a jersey down in that position. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Go get somebody because, well, we saw with our uh, nearest and dearest, how easy it is to end up in a striking crisis. Because like, for the last, what, two or three months of the season, they were playing with no striker, mm-hmm. playing midfielders up top and everything else. And we certainly don't want to end up in that position. And Kyogo, whilst he's amazing, you know, hasn't really had the best injury um, record so far. And neither has Jack Amakis, actually, because he missed the first half of last season. He only played really the second half. Yep. Um, so yeah, you're right. I mean, a Yeti right now can't be trusted to um, to to come on and and do the business when we need them. So if he goes, then we need somebody to come in that we can trust, and that's an Ange Postecoglou signing because obviously a Yeti isn't. And we've kind of seen Postecoglou being ruthless with the with the the signings that were made. Uh, prior to mm-hmm. him, you know, there was no, you know, no, no sort of. Uh, I'm trying to think of the expression. There was there was no question that Bolongoli was going to get given a chance, you know, and Barca. Yeah, he did. Well, wait, wait, he did. Yeah, Livingston, I, that that game at Livingston, never forget that. Livingston away, I. But I mean, Barca's was obviously not fancied, and he assessed the Barca's situation and thought not. So he's obviously done the same with a Yeti. So. I, I agree. 
if a Yeti was to go, then another striker, who that may be, then I'm sure, like everywhere else in the park, there'll be a short list. Haksabanovic has obviously been in a short list waiting mm-hmm. uh, to be approached, and there'll be strikers there as well. Um, wish it could have been Jordan Larson, though, couldn't it? That would have been. I'm not even. I'm not even going to go into that debate because I, I don't think my views would be taken <laughs> on the chat. Um, we did ask you to get your um, nicknames in for Haksabanovic. Brown Warrior comes in and says we call him Sandwich. Obscure. I like uh, it. Me explain that one. Uh, Pete McGee, Hacker. That's kind of going with what Edward Diver says. He's Haka, Haka, Haka. Right. Okay. Uh, Kaiser HTCC Hacksack. I think that's what um, Maurice Jens got hit in the other day. Uh, Strange Love the Doctor is just simple. We'll call him Sid. That's already been taken, though. Mm, would Sid be annoyed if Sid came in? Possibly. We'll, Do you know we'll speak, what? We'll speak to Sid about it. I would be confident that the Celtic dressing room right now would, would conjure up a suitable nickname that's probably got nothing to do with his actual name because that's the that's the best ones is when it's just like something that he wears or does or has a a, a particular trait. You know these these nicknames. I mean, um, what is it? Who who who's Young got called Dave? Dave, uh, but he, he he said that himself. I remember that from his first press conference. He just says, "Just call me Dave." Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Oh, did he say that? Oh, he, that's exactly what he says. Yeah. Now, one of the best ones in the dressing room, I believe, at a minute is uh, Cameron Carter Vickers. It's called Fridge. Ah, well, there you go. I mean... It- because he is one, and yeah, I can, I can, I can see that. I mean, I, I would leave it up to the, to the players. It seems like a really good, a really good dressing room at the moment, where they're kind of all pretty tight. You know, they're all, you know, you, you see, you see that when Starfelt scored on Sunday, the yeah. practically the whole team ran over and celebrated with them. You know, and I, I, I loved seeing that. You know, it's just it's great. You know, seeing the guy running towards us with a big smile on his face. You know, because I think he obviously appreciated that it wasn't the greatest goal he'll ever score, but um, it was a Maybe goal. The only one he ever scores for us, mind you. <laughs> I, have, well, <laughs> I have a future pub quiz question, but I bet you there's been guys putting uh, Starfelt as a, a goal scorer any time every week. Um, and on that, by the way, we were in, my pals were in uh, the Glen Cairn suite on Sunday uh-huh. before the game, yeah. you know, the one that's just at the that junction yep. and, and then we're in like the function suite at the side and uh, uh, there was a, uh, an arch at the back that was, pre- it was from the night before obviously and it had like balloons on the arch like gold balloons and it had like Rachel's hen party 13-8-22 
and me and my pals were like, well, I need to get a picture in front of that. So we went over and got a picture with the, with the select tops on and all that. And then I said, as we were walking back away from it, bear in mind this is before the game, I was like, uh, ah, that'll come up in our memories in like 10 years' time. And we were like, oh, I mind Rachel's head party and 5-0 away to Kelly. And then we went and won 5-0. I honestly was kicking myself afterwards. I don't even want to know what price 5-0 was on Sunday, but... I bet you any money it was uh, it was favourable anyway. I don't think well, we've never won five 0 at Kelly, so I don't know why I said it when I did. But it was well, just that's a- what I was. I was thinking the other day, the last time we'd scored five down there, and I reckon it would have been the six 0 win when Neil Lennon's team lifted the title the first time round. Oh yeah, Gary, Gary Hooper get two. I think Ledley get two. Uh, maybe Stoke scored and Mulgrew scored, I think, with the goal scorers that day. That was my first away game. I remember that well. All right. Like, I think it was like three three of the four stands. Um, that, was that, that was the same a, season we beat Aberdeen 9-0? It would have been, yeah. It have been. shared that, the clip of that earlier on, and I, I, I kind of forgotten about that game. <laughs> 9-0. I mean, what a horrendous score to get beat by in the league as well. And Aberdeen, like... And the, the worst thing is it probably should have been more. Um, underwater cabbage salesman saying, we'll just call him Bob. It's cheap on the shirt. Uh, IH Decorating comes in to call him Hacky Sack. Uh, Danielle agrees, we'll call him Sid. Uh, Angelo Tyro, we're asking for a nickname, not a longer name, but he comes in with Seamus Said, Mick Haksabanovich, or just Haksa. Um, and Scott Howe, calls him Hakamakis <laughs> and finally yeah. Paddy Lafferty probably with the best of the bunch here coming in to say call him Crackback and <laughs> uh, I, I'm likely to catch on but you never know <laughs> it's definitely worth saying Scott Howe just on the topic of Barcelona earlier on he says Barcelona good at getting crisis loans I couldn't get through a week because of them <laughs> that just shows you where they were at um, yeah so we spoke earlier on about this article um, by Juco James in the Celtic Way yesterday, uh, and it was on potentially whether Celtic should cash in on George's Jack and Marcus now and put the money towards signing new players. Now, it caused an almighty uproar on social media yesterday. To be perfectly honest, I think the journalist in quotation marks, the editor and the company involved all got out of it exactly what they were looking for. They got people mm-hmm. talking, they got people clicking on the website and they probably got the, the ad revenue from that. In terms of the article itself, I just think it's maybe one of those ones that the timing of it couldn't be any worse. And sometimes it just goes to show you that when you're looking at things from a statistics point of view, it's totally different from when you're just watching it with your eyes every single day of the week. A lot of people like Juco, a lot of people don't like Juco. For me, I just thought it was a poorly timed article and I just think with the transfer window still open, it just it, it seemed to be put out there to cause a bit of uproar amongst the Celtic fan base. Aye, I mean, I, I, I read the, the nuts and bolts of it and, you know... I can, whilst I can understand the the the, the bones of the argument, I, I I don't I don't agree with it because it's the same it's the same thing whereby like 
so I've been told my flat has gone up in value by 12, 12.5% over the last year and a half. So you'd think, oh, well, great, I'll sell it and make a profit. But then I'd be in the same position when I go to buy somewhere else because yep. everyone else has put their their uh, prices up as well. So it's exactly the same with football players. You know, if for whatever reason X team from England was to offer us 15 to 20 million for Jack and Marcus, we get that money. We are the, If we want to go out and get somebody that can do what Jack and Marcus can, has done and I think can continue to do and get even better then we're going to need to pay over the odds as well. We only paid $2.7 million for him. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's be honest, JP, that was a gamble. Aye, as, much as, he, as much as he was the top goal scorer in the Eredivisie the season before, they, they kind of look at it to say, well, he scored 27 goals that season and his previous best before that was less than 10. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit of a gamble for him to make the move over to Celtic to... Um, can I continue that? And we, the first, what, five, six games, the amount of people that got on the back of Jack and Marcus when he missed that um, penalty at home to Livingston as well, mm-hmm. they say, no, he's a dud, he's a waste of money, mm-hmm. and then he goes on and proves himself. So it, it was a massive gamble at the time, and it would be a gamble again to try and replace somebody of that quality. Especially at this point in the season, with only two weeks left of the transfer window, ahead of Champions League games whereby you're giving this guy an opportunity to play on a stage that he probably has dreamt of playing on his entire football and career. I mean, he's clearly hungry, clearly enjoys scoring goals for Celtic. To 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 sell somebody like that or actively look to sell somebody like that at this point would be lunacy as far as I'm concerned. And I know that's a fan Talking, you know, I'm a fan. I'm not, you know, I don't have any expert knowledge on data or analytics. I don't dispute that those are factors that are taken into account in the game, in the modern game. Of course they are. Of course, you know, top clubs use data and use analytics, you know, when they're looking at signing players and how they develop players and and all that. I get that. I'm I'm not running that down. I know a lot of people immediately just go, oh, these guys are, they don't know anything and all this sort of stuff. But if, if you take it, put that to one side and you just go, right, I'm a Celtic fan. There's a guy there that is clearly happy at Celtic, thriving under the manager. You could argue that it's Postacoglu that's getting the tune out of him, you know, because uh, let's be honest, like the Eredivisie, you know, the, the club he played for there weren't, you know, flying high. They were relegated. relegated that season. Yeah, yeah, and and a lot of his, a lot of his goals were were penalties from from what was brought up. I think at the time, you know, when people were trying to pour, pour cold water on the fact that we were signing the top goal scorer from from Holland and saying that well, well most of his goals were penalties, so you know that doesn't really count. But he showed at Celtic that he can score all sorts of goals, um, overhead kicks you know, are, are, are coming natural to him now. Um, and he's just a very likeable person who seems to be popular. I think his, it's his nickname, nickname in the dressing room, not Zeus. That would make sense. I, I think I think it is. I'm sure I heard somebody in an interview calling Big Zeus. So, you know, to, to, you, you can't have enough um, people, uh, people like that and, you know, to, to be talking about 
redistributing funds throughout the rest of the team at this point in time when clearly it's not part of the club's plans. I mean, from Romano's uh, tweet the other day, Celtic have got no intention of selling him. You know, he's he's cast iron, first team player, very important, you know. So you're asking the club to completely go against their plans and, and sell a player just because there might be some you know, confetti money from down south. By the way, some of the transfers that are happening down south are bananas. Like, mm-hmm. Will's spending £45 million on a player. Like, how... That, beyond... Bio, bio going for almost £10 million. I, I know. I know. Suddenly that unveiling at uh, half-time at Celtic Park, you know, is mildly justified. Still one of the most uh, bizarre things I've ever seen. You know, was, I, I remember that. It was almost as if it was like The Undertaker making his entrance at WrestleMania. It was the, the whole lights out and then there he is in the middle of the park. It's bio! Yeah, and you're like, nobody knows who this guy is. Like, come on. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, actually, the money down south is, is, is bananas and that. And there's probably, from that article, there was probably an angle whereby you know, the writer was thinking, well, if there's all this money flying about and why can't we get some of it, you know, and sneak him down to England when he, you know, when we, you know, know that he's maybe not worth the amount of money that he's worth. But paying over the odds for a player, as we would probably have to do if we were in the position where we were looking to spend serious money, um, it doesn't always work out, does it? You know, And and you're also expecting and hoping for another... Um, not lucky windfall in terms of how we got Jackamacus for two point seven million, and he's turned out to be a, a. Finally, we've spent that level of money on a striker, and he's actually turned out to be good. You do wonder if the the endless list of strikers that we've bought in the last ten fifteen years, how many of them would have thrived under Ange Postecoglou? Because it's mm-hmm. clearly, you know, there's there's you know, you point to Greg Taylor, you point to Ralston. As, as players that have improved under him, so you're wondering. You then you then ask yourself: Would Timo Pukki have played really well under Ange Postecoglou? Would you know? Would, would he have looked like a Premier League player under Postecoglou? And God, there's a litany of other names, isn't there? Of players, Klamala, you know, like yeah. all, all of those guys. When you look at it, and I've just seen a couple of people coming in there backing up what you're just saying. Um, although this one kind of caught me with a bit of a giggle brown warrior saying that it turns out that he was biodegradable <laughs> good uh, that was a good one keep them coming um, when you look at it I mean we're not in a position just now where <sighs> if you don't make a certain part of Europe then you have to sell mm-hmm. I, I don't think if we obviously we made the Champions League group stage this season which meant that we didn't have to sell wildly I don't think that we would have sold many of the players that we've got in here now because I don't think there's many with that top-level value yet. I still think that we've got a bit to go. Would we have signed both Jota and Cameron Carter-Vickers if we didn't have the Champions League money? I don't think so. I think we would have maybe only bought one of them. Mm. I don't think the, the budget would have been there for the two. Um, it might have been if he'd made a, a sale that would have been um, an option but when you look at it this year we're still investing heavily in the team because 
as of perhaps the Hearts game last season, I don't think there was one single saleable asset in that team that you would have thought, well, do you know what, if we don't make the Champions League group stage and we need to recover that £20, £30 million, pounds, that's a player that we could go to. Callum McGregor, maybe. That was it. But at mm. that point, he's just took over the captaincy. Yeah. And you're thinking, there's, there's nobody there. Whereas now, you're sitting looking at it and you're going, well, we've actually brought in Kyogo. Kyogo's hit the ground running. He's done it in Europe. Jota signed him on a permanent basis. He's only been here a year, but you can already tell that Benfica are regretting the price that they put into that mm. buy-on clause. Guys like Cameron Carter-Vickers, um, Juranovic brought in an absolute steal. Maeda, um, Abada, even Joe Hart. If Joe Hart really? was to go down south again, he would go for a lot more than what we paid for him. Mm. And it just shows you that we're now in that cycle. And I think this is where the signing of Haksabanovic, if it goes through, continues this is that we're actually getting to the stage where we will be able to continue to um, sell players going forward in the future. Mm. But if you, when you were left with, and Red Scotland comes in here to say, what are we on about? Last season, we, we did the rebuild of profit left over. What are you spouting about this nonsense? But there's only so much money that's left after every season. We were lucky that the, the money was there, that we sold players to make that profit to start the rebuild. At that point, once the rebuild starts, you can't then go and sell those players for anything more than what you got for them. So what I'm saying is when you made it with a profit, and I totally agree with you there, there was nothing else there that if we hadn't made the Champions League this season, we would have probably went and sold somebody. But the mm. fact that we didn't the fact that we did make the Champions League this season, it just shows that we are in this position that we can go on and continue to reinvest in the squad, which is something that we haven't done. We haven't strengthened from a position of strength before. When we made the UEFA Cup final in 2003, we didn't then go on and put towards that team so that we could be competitive in the Champions League. Mm. We didn't invest when when Rodgers was there and you you look at it and you you hear him saying the exact same things now at Leicester at what he said when he was here, is that we didn't invest from that position of strength. Now we're in that position of strength. I think we are investing very well. And when we're saying, why why are we looking at bringing these players in? We've already got X, Y and Z. It's because we can and it's because we are looking to the future to say, well, if Giacomacchus does leave, for £15 million or whatever it is next season. You've already got that next player in because we've already looked at succession planning. And also, if you've got players of a certain standard and quality and potential value all throughout the team, you won't suffer the loss of one of them or two of them if they were to go, you know, because we're never going to sell, like, the entire team. Mm-hmm. But if you if, if one or two were... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. I guess it's all about, like you say, about cycles. It's all about like making sure that 
everybody isn't on the exact same cycle. Do you know what I mean? So that you're not getting to a point where one summer everybody wants to go. Everybody's had enough at Celtic and they want to, you know, spread their wings and go down to England and treble their salary or whatever. You want it to be staggered so that there's like, okay, well, that guy will leave that in this summer and then, you know, we can we've got that good a team, we can suffer the loss of mm-hmm. a guy that's leaving for fifteen to twenty million pounds. Because let's be honest, if someone's leaving that's worth fifteen to twenty million pounds, it would it'll impact your team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As as I think, you know, sorry to mention them, I think it's affected those those uh, players at the other side of the city because I think losing Bassey and Aribo has affected their team. I, and I, I, I don't think you could speak to any one of their fans that wouldn't that wouldn't agree. Well, you probably could. <laughs> you probably yeah. would be able to agree. With, some of them would try and say that they're better without them or that they've improved with the signings they've made. You know, Aribo scored for Southampton at the weekend. Seems to have fitted in pretty well there. Um, not really kept an eye on Bassey, but they won't be worried about how about how well Bassey does at Ajax. They got the thick end of eighteen million for him. So losing players of that value impacts your side, and we just have to make sure that when we do eventually lose players of that value, that it's not impacting us to the point that we're like, oh no, how are we going to replace mm-hmm. these guys? You know? Yeah, and that, that's that's where I can almost see. A, a sort of remnants of sense coming from that article because it is a case of needing to invest if you do sell the players on. But the timing of it right yeah. now, it was just, it, it doesn't make sense. If we were talking about this next summer, I could almost understand it because, as you say, there's a cycle for players in Scottish football. He, what will he be? Jack and Mac is about 27, 28. Cameron mm-hmm. prime, probably the most amount of money you're going to get for him. Um, I can understand that then, but six months, sorry, 12 months in, it just doesn't make any sense, especially when you look at what we did two seasons before when you're bringing in guys like Ayeti, Barkas, players that we've already spoke about, Ball and Golly, and these were the guys that we were meant to sign cheap and sell them on, and mm. we made a complete backside of it. So you can't go, you can't afford to sort of waste that again. You need the right management team, you need the right transfer structure, and the fact is, we didn't have that this time last year. Once these players have now came in, we're now reaping the benefits of it. That's the same with Juranovic as well. I wouldn't want us to sell Juranovic right now because it no. doesn't doesn't feel like it's the right time, you know, for him to go. He seems really content and happy within the within the squad and the team. Um, he's got the carrot Champions League. Uh, I just think it would be really it would. I mean, it would be quite sad if he was to leave right now. You know, I think there would be a lot of people, you know, not crying into their pints, but there would be, you know, there would there would be a lot of upset amongst the support if Juranovic was to leave. And from me personally, especially if he was to go somewhere like Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I just um, there's not many people around. The, there's not many players, in fact, if any at all, that are in that first team right now that I would. That I would be happy with, with, with them going. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it, let's hope that that's the case. Come transfer deadline day, which is the first, has been extended to the first of September, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's just the way that it folds. I think it always goes into the first of September, whether it, whether yeah. it be a, a holiday or what it is, a, a Monday. I can't remember. I've not really seen the calendar, but mm. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, look. 
people will be able to go and do their own research on it. People will agree whether it's a stat-based thing, whether it's a, um, whether it's based on any sort of credence, um, and people can do their own research on where the article comes from and make their own mind up. But for me, I just think it was terrible uh, timing <laughs> and just it just didn't. Don't, don't hold back, Colin. Don't hold back. Uh, look, we, we've obviously, obviously, Tony works for them, and I'm a big, big fan of Tony's stuff. But uh, and Alan Morrison's really big on the stats and stuff as well. And I, I really enjoyed reading their their pieces, but I just think this one was miles it's, off the mark. It's, it's all opinions, isn't it? I mean, it's just like yeah. people people hate us, you know. People throw stuff at us, which is fine, you know. Like I, I, I don't have a problem. You know, as long as you're not nasty about it, if you don't agree with anything that I've said today, then that's cool. You know, I mean, I, I, I haven't got a problem with that, but it's when people start getting, you know, I, I didn't feel the need to retweet the article yesterday no. and then and then fling, you know, a load of uh, dirt in the guy's direction. You know, I just kind of looked at it and went, oh, well, you know, I don't agree with that. I'm not going to get all upset about it. It's just one, one person's opinion. It's just... It's very, as you say, it's very similar to here. If you like what we do on a daily basis, you'll subscribe and you'll watch. If you like what the Celtic Way put out, you'll subscribe to them and you'll pay your membership fee. Obviously, we don't take a membership fee here, but Aye, some that's... people have to to do it to to make a living. So whatever it is, everybody's got their own choice. It's a free country. That's that's the way I look at it. But speaking of a free country, we are only a matter of days away from Celtic being back playing and that really excites me. We are playing on Sunday against Hearts. We've got a couple of minutes left here, JP. What's your thoughts about getting into this game? Well, looking forward to being back in my seat for a start because I didn't, my fault, I didn't renew my season ticket on time or at all. And then uh, managed to get get it back by paying the full amount uh, on the day of the Blackburn friendly. So I didn't get my seat for Blackburn, for Norwich or for the Aberdeen game, but I will be back in my seat in the North Stand on Sunday. Very much looking forward to being A, back in my seat, B, back at Celtic Park and C, watching Celtic play because I just, as I said last week, just really, really excited to, to watch this team uh, play and, and develop because it's there's, there's, there's things going on all over the park and I did turn to somebody in the bus on the way back to Kilmarnock on Sunday and said Greg Taylor was man of the match. Yeah, for me. 100%, 100% man of the match. Like, which is mad considering he didn't score, and you know it wasn't exactly a sort of swashbuckling d- display, but it just, you know, fr- from from the first minute to the last, his effort was incredible. The ball he played for Maeda was like perfect. Ange ball, if you want to call it that, because the the, the you know the inverted fullback made the runs on it. It's like one touch, two touch, three touch goal. You know, Diogo mm-hmm. didn't really even have to put anything behind it. It was like so perfectly placed on his foot. He just needed to sort of let it hit off his foot, and it was in. Um, so I'm looking forward to Sunday in terms of seeing the consistency of the side. Could it be a third week in a row that the same side is named? That's not happened that much, you know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe will he change it um, with a view to to midweek um, against Ross County? I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, we've got so many options and and all over the park as well. You could argue: with could he bring Ralston, give Ralston a game, rest Juranovic, you know, 
Um, don't really know what's happened with Burnaby after the reports on on Sunday. Um, yep, I think he's uh, he's he's in the bad books for a couple of weeks yet. Well, yeah, I mean, and and rightly so if it's true what happened. Um, there's all sorts of chat come out about who he was with, where he was, what he'd had to drink, you know, and there's question marks all over that about duty of care for the player not condoning what he did if he if he did get behind the wheel of a car with with boozing him because that's against the law and should, yeah, be punished yeah. regardless of his nationality his age anything like that you know at the end of the day you, you don't you don't do that and you, you should be punished accordingly but I do think there is a duty of care as to why he ended up doing that and mm. why somebody didn't look after him in the in in the lead up to that but. That's another story. Um, so, but I mean, you, you you could argue, um, you know, all all across the front three, could Jack Amakis come in and make a start? Rest Kyogo. Like, I, I, it, the manager is 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 a, got an embarrassment of riches, and Hearts have got one eye on their European game games plural tonight mm-hmm. tonight and and next Thursday, which are obviously huge for them. So maybe they'll, you know. Uh, yeah, so shake up their team on Sunday, um, but I don't think they'll shake it up to the point that they're putting out like a weakened team or anything like that because they don't like us very much. Um, <laughs> and funnily enough, funnily enough, we don't like them. So <laughs> um, yeah, so hopefully we, you know, we can. All, all I'd like to see is obviously the three points um, and 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 a, and, a, and a good footballing spectacle from from the famous Glasgow Celtic. I think there's one player that could potentially come into the consideration for um, Sunday, and that's Aaron Moy. I think mm-hmm. he's, uh, in his kind of fleeting appearances that he's made so far, I think he's looked very comfortable and composed. He's definitely getting fitter as the games go on. Um, his performance at Kilmarnock the other day really impressed me. Mm-hmm. It's the simple yeah. passing. It's the, he had 100% yeah. passing accuracy, um, and everything was a simple ball. But what it did is it made the transition a lot smoother. It made it so much quicker so that when the ball was kind of getting cleared and it came to Moy, it was straight back on the attack again and Kilmarnock didn't have the chance to sort of rest. And I mm. think that, um, again, Kilmarnock were pretty lucky to walk away with it only being 5-0 on Sunday. Mm. Um, and if I look at it, then I'm thinking the midfield of Moy, McGregor and O'Reilly is something that could be quite a pertinent um, thing because obviously you've got McGregor can obviously come back and sit if needed. But um, he, he looked very good. He should have scored on Sunday when he gave his chance to go through. And O'Reilly's obviously been the star player so far in the midfield. We're mm. talking about Hatati coming back into the squad as well. You're talking about this embarrassment of riches. But I, I think if you can get that three going, that could be the best sort of link from defence to the forward line that we've got. Ah, you know, I, 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 I thought whilst not doing anything fancy at all, it, you know, he received the ball. And you know, made the right pass every time. You know, the, the, I, I think I read or heard somewhere that his pass completion rate was 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 exceptional. Hundred percent uh, on Sunday. Yeah, they said that it was the other yeah, day. Just there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, and again, you know that he was called. I think the week that he signed, somebody called him in the comments an aging has been. You know, I, I, there's absolutely no way he's an aging has been. He might not have the, his best years ahead of him, but he's not 
I think he'll do a job for us this season without without question. And you know, you don't captain your country and you know play that level of game uh, for your country and have the trust in a manager that we all idolise and sing songs about and praise and go daft for. You know, I'm 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 not I'm not all I'm not a sort of happy clapper. I'm just I I, I trust. I trust in what the manager is doing. Otherwise, why would I be so excited about going to see the games every week? You know, and I, I, I think Moy um, has been brought in to do a job and, and will do it. And wouldn't wouldn't be, I don't think it would be a stop the press moment if Moy did start on Sunday. Um, because if he's ever going to start, you'd want to give him a start at Celtic Park rather than away to Ross County on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like Ross County, whilst we've done well here recently, you know, that's a big game for them on Wednesday because it's the Cup and they'll be wanting to go on a Cup run and they'll do everything they can to to to, to get through in that one. So, I, I mean, I think if he's going to, if he was going to start him in one of those two games, I would say it would be Celtic Park. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And obviously you've got Stephen Welsh coming back in, Cal Starfelt. It is good to see that the strength and depth is certainly coming to the forefront for Celtic ahead of what will be a kind of busy couple of weeks as we find out who will play in the Champions League group stages this week. We also have the first Glasgow derby of the season coming up in a couple of weeks' time. As you say, we're going in and looking to defend our uh, Betfred Cup. We're starting away at Ross County. We could have talk, spoke about the, the ticket allocations for that and Tanadice, but that would have maybe taken up another half hour as well with the, the kind of... Um, reaction that that got online as well but look it has been an absolute pleasure stepping in for uh, Paul here on Thursday I always love the, the catch up with yourself JP it always kind of flies by um, a big thank you to everyone who contributed in the chat today some uh, some really good comments coming in uh, I hope you all have a fantastic Thursday and I'll be back on Tomorrow, actually, I'll be back tomorrow on the state of Scottish football as we preview the Cinch Premiership uh, weekend fixtures. I'll also be back on Monday to review the Celtic game against Hearts. JP will be back on Thursday, but tomorrow we have the fantastic Laura Brannan. Eh, sorry, Laura. Wow, Brad totally. Brannan. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I, can, I, I don't know why I get Brennan from. That's a, she used to be at Motherwell, didn't she? You're you're, you're 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 stepping in. This was, by the way, everybody should be grateful for Colin uh, actually dashing away for his work to come and do this today because it was uh, it was it was brought in as a, a late replacement. So you're allowed a you're allowed a, a couple of uh, faux pas. <laughs> I, I even I even got Haksabanovic even right here. We'll, we'll get it. Brad Byrne and Haksabanovic. There he goes. It could be the new combination up front. <laughs> Well, Laura will be joined um, as always with the rest of the Friday team we'll be back 12.30 tomorrow so tune in, subscribe, leave us a thumbs up it really does help with the, the YouTube algorithm um, it's been fantastic being here today and we'll see you all very soon
message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's E-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.